welcome to the Parent Podcast. I am Juicy J, as some people know me, and many don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. My guys. name is Jeremy Juicy. Nelson, one of the student pastors here, and on the phone I have John Dewey. <laughs> He's right next to us, actually. And then also next to me is Mike Eilers, yes. our student pastor. And today we're talking about tips for better communication with your teen. Uh, so if you're a parent of a teenager, you've probably experienced this. There was a day when you opened your eyes and realized, I haven't had a good conversation with my teen in quite a while. Okay. Now, I haven't experienced that because I don't have kids, but I'm sure you guys have. Maybe. Once in a while. <laughs> I mean, your parents experienced that when you were a teen? No, I was a perfect child. That is wild. That's why I'm Let's here today. To about that. <laughs> Ask them. Uh, there was a time when, when they were younger, when your kids were younger, that they couldn't wait to talk to you. Uh, like, in fact... You might even have had a kid who talked so much that you wish they would stop. Never and had a day like that. We have some of those kids in youth group. Uh, but now, as a teenager, getting them to answer a question feels like pulling teeth. Getting them to have a conversation with you seems impossible. And often parents can turn to nagging as a primary, though negative, way to communicate their feelings and desires with the family members. Um, but today we're talking through a blog post by Jim Burns, who is the founder of Homeward Ministry. We've used a lot of his blog posts and articles before. Um, and their goal is to help families succeed. And so in this blog post, Jim talks about some tips for better communication with your team. And so we picked out a few to talk through. And I'm just going to kind of interview John and Mike. Uh, and hopefully you can take a couple of these and put them into practice right away. You don't need to take them all and do them right away. That just, just start with a couple, start slow, start small, and build up that time for communication uh, with your team. So the first one we want to look at, uh, Mike, can you talk a little bit about making mealtime family time? Right. So making mealtime family time, that's something that's huge. You know, a large amount of research has shown uh, the teenagers who dine regularly at home with their families are more satisfied in life. You know, that sounds crazy, but it's true. Uh, when teenagers are regulars at the dinner table, they're better students. You know, they're less likely to be involved in, in uh uh, drug and alcohol abuse, they're even less likely to be sexually promiscuous. So the truth is families that dine together regularly are more connected to one another. Now, why is that? You know, it's all about the communication that happens around the dinner table. Hectic schedules just make dinner uh, difficult, but the rewards uh, make this a family tradition to uh, cherish. So we suggest be proactive. You know, make a choice now to be together at least a couple nights a week. You know, a couple nights uh, a week just to eat together. Turn off the TV and think of a couple of questions to ask about your kid's day in life and just start to make mealtime family time. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, hey, the second one that Jim suggests is to have parent-child dates or hangout times because sometimes people think calling it a date with your kid is weird, but I don't think it is. Do you think it is? When my kids were younger, oh. I did not think it was. <laughs> now it is? Uh, now that my boy's a teenager, you're almost a teenager, hey, buddy, you want to go on a dad date? <laughs> Like, no. You want to go hang out? Sometimes you take me yes. on dates. <laughs> you are my son. No, but this is key. You know, as, as your kids get older, their social circle expands, and naturally they're starting to hang out with more and more of their friends. But the reality is you need they need time with you, and you need time to communicate, so you need to carve out that time. The reality is even as your kids hit teenage years, you know what they do? They still like to eat, and they still like to shop, and they like for you to pay for it. And so what I found is when my kids were little, we set up monthly uh, dad dates with these of my kids. And I thought they were good then, but the older my kids have gotten, the more I've realized it's even more important now. And so my goal is once a month with each kid, we do 
uh, whatever you want to call it. We do a hangout with dad. We do a dad date. And I let the, each kid kind of pick what we're going to do kind of within the reason. It's usually like we're going to go get ice cream. We're going to go grab a meal. We're going to go play catch something. But it's just a set time because in that time, communication can happen. And then we've also added to that with our family. We do what we call five-year adventures, that every five years, um, the, each kid gets to do an adventure with dad. And so my oldest daughter, Ruthie, um, is turning 15 years old. And so she gets her 15-year adventure. It's every five years. So she got to pick the place. We're going up to Minnesota. We're going to spend a couple days together. Just creating that space to get time away with your kid just to be with them and to talk to them. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome thing to do. And so, uh, John, you have three kids. Mike, you have two kids. Again, I have zero kids. Well, are you um, one of my kids? So I'm kind of one of yeah, both of their kids. Children. <laughs> They're both old enough to be my dad. So, um, <laughs> But if you if you have two or three kids or one kid, that's something that you could probably realistically do this month. Yeah. Um, but if you have, like, more kids than that, five or six kids, and uh, you just keep finding more kids around and pull them into your family. Um, but if you have more kids, it makes it a little more difficult. So you might need to stretch it out a little more and do it every other month or something or find a special way to do it. But make it a consistent, regular occurrence where you start to build in those hangout times for your kids as they get older. Because like John said, it was awesome as they were kids, but it's even more important now as they're growing older. Um, hey, the third one that Jim Burns talked about in his blog post was making bedtime conversation time. So Mike, how can you do that well? Yeah, that's actually something that I I never understood until I had kids. I really had to find time to be intentional with my kids. And I found that that was just one of those times when you can focus in on the child and they can't go anywhere. You know, they're <laughs> stuck in bed. You just tuck them in really tight. They can't move. But one of the best times to have a good conversation with your teens is bedtime. Um, do you remember back like when the, in the younger years when you would tuck them in bed and maybe say a prayer together? You know, those were the good old days. I mean, now it's, it's, this may not be the optimal time for you, but remember, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about your teen. It's about communicating with your teenager. You see, teens' body clocks are naturally wired to stay up later. And when they're in bed but not asleep, they will likely be more ready to talk about their day or talk about their problems or whatever is on their mind. We need to be uh, recognizing that as, as parents. So this relaxed atmosphere is a springboard for good communication. And uh, these relaxed communications are foundational for the other times uh, when you need to have more serious conversations later. So it may take a couple of weeks for the teens to get used to it. It may even take a couple of weeks for you to get used to it if you're mm -hmm. not doing it. But as time passes and you're more consistently there at bedtime, uh, you could turn that into conversation time. That actually can be more intentional. Absolutely, yeah. That can lead to a great safe place where they're comfortable and their their guard gets a little bit down at night as they get tired and uh, are kind of processing the day. And you can help them do that if you start to make bedtime conversation time. So uh, another one that Jim talked about was walking around the block. And now, if you aren't aware, John had surgery uh, on his back uh, a couple months ago and he could do just about nothing. So <laughs> I, I went over to his house, lift, or brought a recliner upstairs. You may have heard about and that. And I haven't Sunday. moved from it since. <laughs> We're actually around my recliner right now. Yeah. And uh, something he started to do was walking around the block. So it's kind of cool that Jim mentioned this. But John took this and uh, morphed it into something really cool with his kids. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, we, we've read this article before. And so I've read this before, walk around the block. And ah, that's probably a good idea. Um, but I really didn't do that much with it. But with the surgery, I was required by my doctors. I had to go for five walks a day, just 10-minute walks, five 10-minute walks a day. And after the first day, I realized, that's boring. 
And so what I did is I just I didn't ask. I made each of my kids go with me on one walk a day. And here's what I discovered. The first day, none of them wanted to do it. None of them. I'd go for a 10-minute walk with my dad. But by day four and day five and day six, they were looking forward to the walk. Because what would happen is we would walk. And as we would walk, it's just a natural time just to talk. And we didn't walk with like an agenda. I want to talk about these things. I would just talk about life. Hey, how's school? How are sports? What are you really excited about? And what we found is the longer we walked, the deeper the conversation went. Um, and so that was, uh, was something that I kind of knew, but there was something really special about that. And so I, I'd encourage you, one of the best things you can do with, for your kid and for your relationship with your, your kid, go for a walk with them. That doesn't have to be long. You're not training for a marathon. Take 10 minutes, go for a walk, and just talk. And you'll be amazed at just what they open up and how the window to their soul will open as you're outside doing that together. Yeah, definitely. That's a super simple thing that you could probably start even today, if you wanted to, just go a 10-minute walk takes almost nothing. You're going to sit on your phone for probably half an hour tonight, and your kids will sit on their phone for yeah. probably three hours tonight. <laughs> um, so take 10 minutes out of that, leave your phone at home, and then just go for a walk. And fun fact, uh, John talks about me as one of his kids a lot of times, but I was never invited on one of those walks. <laughs> so sad face with that. But here, it ultimately, ultimately it boils down to this. <laughs> It all comes down to this. Um, a lot of the things that you do to improve communication with your kids is this. Listen more and talk less. Yeah. Mike, can you finish up with a exactly little bit about that? Exactly right. Ultimately, it comes down to that. It comes down to listening more and talking less. And us as, as parents, we tend to talk more and listen less. But we need to turn that around. You know, a great deal of communication is listening. Listening is the language of love. Whether, you know, some of us don't even understand that. I don't, didn't understand that either. Listening is the language of love, and that's something I need to do more with my kids. You know, we parents can have a real difficult time listening to our children, and it often seems easier to lecture and to scold, but the results aren't the same as with listening. You know, I've learned that sometimes my kids just want to talk, and, and they really don't want me to share anything. They don't want me to share my opinion at all. They just want me to listen. You know, I had to learn to quit answering all other questions before yeah. they ask them. Before they ask them, and just listen. You know, as a parent, I tend to want to come up with the answer right away, and I have to listen to them. I have to hear what they're saying before I speak. So for older teens, it might help if you ask their permission to share your opinion. You know, saying yeah. something like, would you mind if I shared with you my perspective? Um, this gives them a feeling that you really care for them. Yeah. Even when it comes to conflict, uh, Jim mentioned a principal, uh, John Roseman, uh, shared with him uh, that for the best results, the fewer words a parent uses the more authoritative a parent sounds. Mm. The fewer words a parent uses, the clearer the instruction. So we need to listen more and talk less as parents. Yeah, those are some great ideas. And that's really right in line with our last podcast, The Art of Asking Questions. Mm -hmm. um, being able to ask good questions during these conversation times will also build some better communication lines with you and your kids. So if you didn't listen to that one, you should go back and listen to that. That was just in last month's podcast. Um, some of the other tips that Jim mentioned were uh, watch, your, watch your own tone and body language when you're speaking with your kids. Um, avoid the silent treatment where you just kind of don't talk about something because you're both upset about it. And along with that, when uh, your emotions are running high, take a time out and just take a breath. Maybe each of you go walk around a different block and then come back and talk about it. Um, and definitely break the no talk rule before he says before it breaks your family because that can be something where you get so stuck in your way and you're not going to talk about it. Uh, you just kind of go, one of your kid goes and slams the door and you just sit down in your recliner and you're just like, ugh, not going to talk about it. Don't, don't stick with that. 
find ways to open the communication lines, take a break when your emotions are running high, um, work together towards something better. So you can find more on these thoughts and the other areas we talked about. If you go to homeward.com and just search for tips for communication or tips for better communication, um, the title of the article is Tips for Better Communication with Your Teen. So any of that stuff, you'll find it. Um, and we know that as parents, you want to do what's best for your kids. And you want what is best for your kids, just in general. That means we need to learn to parent with the end in mind. So how do you get there? Just pick one or two of these areas. Choose to focus on that in the next few weeks to improve communication. Don't try to do them all at once. Pick one or two and then make a note, make a calendar appointment for next month to start another couple of them. Um, and that way you can start to develop and improve communication with your kids. So in some ways, you're probably going to have to start something new with any of these things or maybe even stop something that's good going on right now. Maybe your lives are too busy. Maybe stuff is getting in the way. Maybe your phones are just in the way. Um, you might have to stop something or change something about your life to start to grow in this area of communication with your kids. But as you pursue progress in this area, you will empower your kids towards the adult God made them to be. And you will build some great communication that will last a lot longer than just their teen years if you start now. So that's our hope for you guys. We want to encourage and equip and empower you to parent well, parent beyond your, uh, beyond your capacity and do the best you can with what God has given you. So if you've got any questions about this stuff, feel free to contact us, stop by the church and uh, chat with us. And we'd love to hear from you guys. So let us know if you've got any questions about that stuff. Check out Jim's blog at homeward.com and we will talk to you again next month. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.